Welcome to the PSD Cast with your host, Jason Lumberg at Power Systems Design. Now, energy prices went hog wild in 2022, while crude began the year at $75.99 a barrel and ended at $80.47 a barrel. Throughout 2022, it hopped around like a child and just gobbled up 50 sugar packets. At one point, crude oil shot all the way up to $120 a barrel, and natural gas wasn't much better, hitting $9 per million British thermal units in August. Naturally, one of the biggest culprits was the war in Ukraine, since Europe leans on Russia for most of the oil and natural gas, and America imports enough from Russia that its absence was noticeable. But some feel that overregulation of energy has also contributed to surging costs. And that's today's topic of discussion. On the line, we've got Anthony Melascalza, CEO of Limitless Consulting and Marketing, a door-to-door sales company in the energy deregulation market. So, Anthony, thanks for joining us. And when you talk about soaring energy costs, what type of energy are you referring to, or is it across the board? Uh, Jason, how are you? This is uh, Anthony. Thank you for having me on the podcast today. Um, unfortunately, um, in my thoughts, I think it is across the board when it comes to spring energy costs. I think there are many reasons for the inflation, and it's not only the energy sector filling. Uh, I think the inflation pressures. I can say, um, as most of the situation, the United States and globally dictates higher price in, pricing in almost all goods and commodities. I think uh, every consumer knows energy prices have risen like dramatically in the last two and a half years. If you drive, you know, prices of gasoline and diesel are up almost, you know, 100% and power bills are almost 40% or more. And of course, more of the household consumables are up too. Okay. And in general, how does regulating energy cause price hikes? <laughs> so, there's many states, as you know, as everybody knows, there's, you know, there's many states that are deregulated and there's many states that are regulated when it comes to energy deregulation. So I, I want to kind of top on what people need to understand what that basically means. So when a consumer or a customer moves into a household in any state that is deregulated, what that basically means is it gives the customer a choice actually who to and where to get their electric or their energy choice from. So in the Northeast, you have states like Delaware, Pennsylvania, Maryland, New Jersey, Ohio, these certain states, et cetera, plus more. Um, you can choose as a consumer who supplies the electricity to your utility company. If you don't choose, basically what happens is as a consumer, you're put on something called a standard offer service program. It just means that the rates fluctuate going into a month-to-month basis. The utility company goes to the open market. They pick your electric cost at whatever they get it at. Then they bill you at it. So these regulated states are not monopolized. So basically what that means is the consumers do not have a choice. So they have to stick with their utility company of where they actually get their supply from their electric at. And what happens tends to be is when you open up the market in these deregulated states, you have choices and options. Then what happens is, you know, it, you involve competition. So when you start to involve competition, your prices can fluctuate. All right. And now in, in your pitch, you mentioned a stat whereby average retail electricity costs in the 35 states that have partly or entirely broken apart the generation, transmission, and retail distribution of energy into separate businesses have risen faster than rates in the 15 states that have not deregulated. So could you elaborate a bit on that? Yeah, of course. Um, the most logic reason for this, I think, is the need to build more and longer transmission lines in the deregulated states. 
So again, you know, when you're going into a, a deregulated versus regulated state, as you have more supply company and competition, you're going to need more longer transmission lines in the deregulated states, which is going to cause the rise of the cost. Unfortunately, building transmission lines and other infractions is expensive. The most, thus most of it is not all cost passed on to the consumer. But having more transmission lines is also good. More lines enable trading of electricity and providing more pathways for a producer to send more power to the utility company that might need it. The lines also allow utility companies to buy clean energy from a far away, such as, you know, wind power, upper midwest, solar, energy from the southwest like Arizona. And accessing and growing clean and renewable energy is another topic we'll talk about later. But I can tell you now, deregulation helps this growing trend. So in comparison, uh, utilities in regulated states tend to stay away from less on the transmission partially because they are not buying power from you know, a distant producer. Of course. So some sources claim that renewable energy is already cost competitive with fossil fuels. But as your pitch mentioned, this could be because certain types of energy, especially in the regulated sort, are subsidized by taxpayers. So could you delve into that a bit further? Yeah, of course. Um, so the United States government and basically most world governments provide some form of subsidized energy sector in whole, but the overwhelming dollar amount goes towards fossil fuels. So a recent study by, like, let me give you an example. A recent study by the uh, Environmental Energy Study showed that there was a total of $20 billion in U.S. taxpayer fossil fuels, with $16 billion of it going to the oil and gas and $4 billion going to coal. And I'll give you another example. For another study released in 2021 um, by Brookings Institution found governments worldwide spent more than $500 billion on fossil fuel alone. Um, I have a bunch of um, examples, uh, more as the NRDC found G20 countries tripled subsidies in coal, in coal plants in the most fossil fuels since 2014. Now, that's a billion of dollars we're talking about. So counter to the states that I mentioned or the stats that I mentioned, I should point out the trend in very recent years as the shift in the government and the taxpayers, and in the U.S. in particular, has been favoring clean and renewable energy technologies. I think with that being said, if we factor amount in, you know, for the fossil fuel throughout the decades, we can all conclude that clean and renewable energy is definitely cost competitive with fossil fuel. Okay. Well, uh, Anthony, before I let you go, let me ask you this. How would deregulating energy encourage companies to develop renewable energy? That's a great question, and I think a lot of them, a lot of people in America don't really understand. And, and truly, I think that this is a, one of the best questions here. Um, deregulation or deregulating energy um, could encourage companies to develop renewable energy by creating a more competitive market and rewards and efficiency. So when energies, when energy markets are deregulated, companies are free to enter the market and compete with one another. So without excessive government regulations or market monopolies that kind of sit the competition. So this competition could spur companies to invest in renewable energy resources as they seek to find more efficient and cost-effective ways to generate energy. Without government regulations and favoring fossil fuel, renewable energy sources kind of become 
more attractive to energy companies seeking to maximize, you know, their profits. So in deregulated markets, companies may also be more willing to take risk or invest in new technologies since they'll not be competing with government-supported, you know, industries and the enjoyable protections and everything that they have. This could lead to greater innovation and develop of new renewable energy technologies. And more for, I think, deregulation could make it easier for smaller renewable energy companies to enter the market since they would not face kind of the same regulation barriers as high cost of entry that is exists in a regulated market. This could kind of create more diverse and dynamic energy market that encourages the development of renewable energy sources. Um, but overall, however, it is important to note that deregulation alone may not be sufficient to fully address the environmental and concerns related to the energy production. But other policies such as carbon pricing or clean energy standards may also, you know, be needed to ensure that renewable energy sources are incentivized and scaled up to meet the growing energy demand, I think, while protecting the environment. Perfect. Well, thanks, Anthony. I want to thank you for your time. And to our audience, thanks for joining us. Stay safe and healthy and have a great day.